this scripture, but as a backdrop for tonight, Mark 4, beginning at verse 35, and we'll travel through chapter 5 into verse 1. Hallelujah. Mark 4, verse 35. Hallelujah. Thank God for our guests that are here tonight. We appreciate you being with us tonight. And thank God for those who may be tuned in online, wherever you may be, all over the world. We welcome you to a beautiful, sunny, warm St. Petersburg, Florida. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm in Florida. I can tell you that. I'm glad I'm in St. Petersburg. Hallelujah. We had a couple of those little chilly days, but the Lord sustained us. Amen. We made it. Hallelujah. The kind of weather we were complaining about, people would be happy to have. Amen. So we're glad tonight. Mark 4, I'm going to begin reading at verse 35. I'll continue, as I said, through chapter 5, and I'll probably stop right at verse 1. Okay? It says, As on the same day when the evening had come, he said to them, this is to his apostles, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now chapter 5 verse 1 says then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor you made it. Tell somebody else you made it. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. Now, I want to use as a title based on what we're looking at tonight. Again, I won't delve too heavily into it, but I want to introduce to you 2021, the year of miracles. 2021, the year of miracles. The year of miracles. Hallelujah. Lord, tonight we thank you for the word we're about to receive. Speak now from heaven, Father. Uh, we are prepared to receive. And Father, I'm prepared to minister. So, Lord, tonight speak through me. Let us hear your trumpet call from heaven to move us into the next phase of our lives and of this ministry and of, of the kingdom, what you have in store for us, what you'd have us to do. We receive your word with meekness, knowing it's able to save our very souls. Speak now from heaven, we pray. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen, amen. and amen. Hallelujah. 2021 is the year of miracles the year of miracles hallelujah glory to God almost no one of us and anyone you talk to would deny that 2020 has been a very challenging year for everyone if you just think back to some examples of things that have happened this year if you were to reflect back and check your news feed over this year you remember things such as uh, wildfires in Australia that destroyed some 20% of wildlife that was out there. You'll remember wildfires even on, on our west coast 
in California and Oregon and some parts of Washington State. These were devastating wildfires that happened and uh, people lost their lives. And these were uh, strange occurrences, as it were, the magnitude of these things that happened in our nation this year. Some of you remember we had something come here called the Saharan dust cloud. Remember that? It's this dust cloud that had risen from the Saharan desert and was making its way all around the, the earth. A cloud cover that began to rest and settle in various areas of our, of our world. None of us will ever forget the civil and the social and the political, even racial unrest that has uh, struck a chord in our nation. Um, to a degree, there's still very much tension. Of course, politically, we're still at, sitting at the 31st of December, and we're not certain who our next president is. So there's political tension. There is still racial tension. There's still civil unrest that's happening in America. You remember, over the course of this year, we've lost, uh, in terms of untimely deaths, many famous people. And just think back. I remember we were one Sunday back in January. We were, my family, we were pulling into uh, a restaurant to eat our lunch after church on Sunday and to get the startling news, the breaking news that Kobe Bryant, a legendary basketball player, had just perished along with seven other souls. And as much as it struck the hearts of many people who were saddened, I mean, to, to have a funeral service to fill up the uh, forum or whatever they, they meet now. What is it called? The Staples Center. And yet, week after week after week, there was some famous person who died an untimely death. Not all from a COVID. This was various reasons. Fires. The guy who's the founder of Zappos burnt up in a fire, 30-something years old. I mean, there's just craziness that has been throughout our world this year. And no one will ever forget, in fact, we're still dealing with the pandemic. The pandemonic that is uh, plaguing our world. And we laugh when we say pandemic, but it really is a pandemic. It was a perfectly planned, it has been a perfectly planned and perfectly executed release on the world. There are people uh, who you don't read about them on the Forbes list, who are the real money cartel in this world. People who are behind the IMF, y'all know what the IMF is, the International Money, Monetary Fund. People who are behind, who actually own the Federal Reserve. You know the Federal Reserve is not a U.S. agency. So y'all looking to be strange. <laughs> Federal Reserve is not, neither does the IRS is not a U.S., not an actual U.S. agency. Not a, am I right? There's not actual government agencies. The World Bank, these aren't actually government agencies. These are, there are people 
who control the mass of the world's wealth, who have had these things in the works for decades. And in fact, I read over a report uh, that was released in 2010, uh, Rockefeller Foundation. They planned this whole thing. In fact, uh, some of you uh, military people might know there was a military exercise carried out in 2019 that was, they, they actually uh, had practice runs for this pandemic. And, and what they called, it was the Military World Games. Y'all looking at me like I'm strange. I'm just telling you, this is, this is not, this is not, this is not coincidence. This is not, this is not something that just happened. This is not something that was planned. <laughs> That's why I call it plandemic. The whole point was to reset the whole world stage and move everybody to one world government, one world economy, and eventually one world religion. Everything that your Bible talks about. That the devil is trying to push out ahead of time. But as Pastor Kim mentioned, and Pastor, Pastor Durbin mentioned earlier this year, the devil overplayed his hand. <laughs> Glory to God. So we've dealt with things from COVID-19, quarantines and travel restrictions and shutdowns and lockdowns and unemployment on the rise. No people are happy right now because they got a little stimulus deposit. A stimulus deposit hit your bank account. I don't, I don't think it's good till Monday, so y'all don't don't go spending. Y'all know what I'm talking about, though, right? Y'all know y'all know y'all check y'all accounts like whoa, look at that. If you have direct deposit of your taxes, it's already there. They, they said one day we're going to send it out, the next night, there it is, boom, right there. Push up a button. They were able to all of a sudden come up with, with billions and billions of dollars out of nowhere. <laughs> Glory to God. They don't, they don't have, Brother Oscar, in borrowing from the Inter International Monetary Fund, from these wealthy elite people, because of a pandemic. Now, what has been the casualties from it have been uh, deaths that have happened because the virus is, <laughs> you, you do this, this study on it, it's biological warfare. It's not a natural virus. It's a biologically created virus that's been released on humanity because if you ever do, just Google when you get home. You Google the word eugenics, and you'll see a study where people have sought for, for decades to shrink the population of the world because the, the very elite people say the world has too many people, and we can't keep taking care of all these poor people in Africa and Asia and Latin America and even the poor people in America. We can't, keep, can't afford to keep taking care of them. So we've got to kill off all the old people. Because they're not working anymore, they're just taking from us Social Security and so forth and pension. Y'all are so quiet tonight. I'm just telling you what's this, this is the reality. See, what's happened is if you just keep watching CNN and Fox and all the other silly news stations, you, you, get, you get their version, which they're in on it. 
See, so if they're in on it, then they're going to give you the narrative that they want you to hear. And if you never stop and pause and delve into it yourself and see what's behind what they're saying, then you go along with their narrative and then you freak out and you shut down, lock in, scared, running, hiding. Hallelujah. So they've got things, hospitalizations up and vaccines that are out and vaccines are backfiring and all that kind of stuff is happening. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, we've got, we hear stories. The media is at least reporting that. The vaccines are backfiring. And in the midst of all that, you're still here. Did you just catch what I said to you? With all the fires, with all the deaths, with all the fallout, with all the things that happened, you are still here. <laughs> and I heard Elder Baker say it earlier tonight that what the devil meant for your evil, for bad, God has the ability to turn around for your good. The fact that you are still here and furthermore, the fact you're still in your right mind is evidence that God's hand and his grace has been on your life and you know he's kept you. It's evidence of the fact that you made a determination back at the beginning of this year that I will trust in the Lord until I die. And I'm going to stay on this battlefield until I die. And if it means sometimes sometime I got to stay on my bended knees, I'm going to stay on my bended knees until I die. Because I'm not going to let hell or high water draw me out of the kingdom of God and keep me away from serving God because he is my help. He alone is my help. He is my hope. He is my shield. He is my strength. He is my buckler. He is my exceeding great reward. He is my keeper. He's a shade upon my right hand. And it's in him I live and I move and I have my being. So where shall I go but to the Lord? I'll admit it's been rough. Somebody say it's been rough. But where shall I go but to the Lord? It's been challenging, but where shall I go but to the Lord? Had some up days and there were some days that were a little bit questionable, but where shall I go but to the Lord? And the reason why I didn't quit, because even when it was questionable out there, there was an assurance on the inside of me. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And what the world calls times of uncertainty were never times of uncertainty for you because you had a blessed assurance on the inside of you. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In 1779, John Newton wrote what was a poem that was put to music, a song called Amazing Grace. And there's one, a couple stanzas in there I want to bring to your attention, where he said, through many dangers... This, this, this isn't for faithless church. This is for, see, this is the kind of stuff we've been singing about for years, but when hell was released on the earth, it's like people forgot about amazing grace. 
when he said, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. How many of y'all had already had some dangers, toils, and snares before 2020 hit? You had already been through some mess. You had already seen some trouble. You had already seen some storms. So 2020 didn't knock you off your rocker because I already been through some stuff. Somebody, somebody faced cancer head on before 2020. And won. Somebody lost everything before 2020 and still won. So through many dangers, toys, and, t- and snares, I have already come. Tis grace that brought me safe thus far, safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. So it's like somebody forgot about this grace when 2020 hit. That if it was grace that kept you in 2019 and 2018 and 20 and 2002 and 1975, same God in 75, same God in 92, same God in 86, same God in 2006, same God in 2001. And grace will lead me home. Now there's another part, another, another line. The Lord has promised good to me. So he, he, he goes on. I know most of us have never sang this. I've never sang this before either. I've never known this verse. But he goes on in the poem and says, The Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. You got to catch it. So he's already told us that God has already brought him through dangers, toils, and snares by his grace. And that by his grace, God will lead him home. But then he says, but I'm not going home yet. Oh, y'all missed that. He says, the Lord has promised good to me. His word, my hope, secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. Oh, we got to bring back songs like that. So the reason why you and I haven't quit. (laughs) Or... The reason why you and I haven't drawn back is because of the Lord promising good to us. Now, I just, I just want to make sure you understand. There are people who quit in 2020. Y'all don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't, don't say nothing. There are people who drew back, who were treated in 2020. They just walked away from everything, left God or left church. They just gave up everything because what happened was they forgot that God had promised good to them. And I understand it over in Psalm 27 around verse 13. The Bible says that I would have lost heart or I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness 
of the Lord, not on the other side. Not when I get to heaven, but in the land of the living. So the reason why I didn't draw back in 2020, the reason why I didn't shut down and fold up and go back home was because I believe, Elder Baker, I'm going to see some goodness in the land of the living. And every day I wake up, I have hope. Something's going to turn around today. Something's going to move. Financial miracles are happening in my life every day. God's going to bring something. God's going to shake something. God's going to move something. God's going to rearrange something. I have hope because God has made promises of good to me. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jeremiah 33, verse 9. I want you to see this on the screen. This is what God's word is. Then it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all nations of the earth who shall hear all the good that I do to them. Who is them? Them is you. It's the people of God. They, the world... Thank you, Holy Ghost. I told you Sunday, I prophesied Sunday that within two years, the world's going to call you rich. I don't know how many of y'all grabbed a hold of it, how many of y'all forgot already, but I prophesied Sunday that within the next two years, the world's going to call you rich. And the Bible says that they're going to hear all the good that I do to them. They shall, the world, they're going to fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I provide for. The world's going to shake in their boots when they see all the things that God does for you. See, and when you get this in your heart, and don't leave it in the book, when you get it in your heart, and don't leave it in your head, when you get it down in your heart, then it'll make you get up every morning with excitement and joy and Go to bed every night in peace because God is doing something. And as long as I'm living, there's a promise of good that's coming to my life. Now look at verse, uh, give me verse 14. Verse 14, same chapter. God says, watch this, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will perform that good thing. I wish y'all get more excited than that. That I will perform that good thing which I have promised to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. Yes, sir. Now y'all like, Pastor, what do I got to do with me? The house of Israel, house of Judah. House of Israel means those who are covenant. Jacob was Israel's original name and when God struck this covenant with him, he changed it to Israel. As a prince you have prevailed. So now those of us who are in covenant with God, we're part of this same covenant. I, I told you that Sunday, didn't I? We were strangers to those covenants of promise. But now we've been brought near. We've been brought nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ into this same covenant. So the promise of good that God gave to the house of Israel and to the house of the praisers. Oh, boy. Some of y'all will catch this by next Thursday. The house of Judah is the house of the praisers. Can you see why the devil is so intent on shutting your praise down this year? 
Because those who are in the house of praise are the ones that are going to receive this promised good that God has made to his people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I know some of y'all got tired of hearing, I'm expecting great things. We got tired of playing it, tired of singing it. We got to do some new songs. We going to sing it again today? We going to sing it again on Wednesday? Well, I'm going to use some bad vernacular for all the people online. Is you is or is you ain't expecting great things? Because if you is, then you ought to keep saying I'm expecting great things because God told me that the days are coming when he's going to perform that good word, that good thing, those good promises he has given to us. And I had to keep saying that. And I had to keep singing that. When there's all kind of hell all around, when there's storms all around, I had to keep reminding myself, no, something great is coming. Tell your neighbor, something great is coming. Tell somebody that something great is coming. Find somebody else who you need to shake them. Shake them for a minute and tell them something great is coming. They sitting there looking all cute, sitting there looking all sedity, sitting there looking all satisfied. Tell them, no, something great is coming into your life. You better get ready. This calendar is about to flip. This time is about to change. And the word of God will not return void. And if he said it, he's going to do it. And if he spoke it, he's going to make it good. God's not a liar. Tell your neighbor, God's not a liar. Y'all have a seat. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You see, the devil knows that you are going places. See, the devil, he doesn't know everything God has in store for you. But he has experience from the past of watching people who've given their lives to God and stayed with it and seen how their lives turned out. So he knows that if you have given your life to God and you're going to stay with it. The Bible says that the faithful man shall abound with blessings. Now the Bible also says that every man will proclaim his own goodness, but who can find a, a faithful man? Everybody will talk it. Y'all not saying anything on this side. They got it on this side over here. Everybody can talk it. But a truly faithful man who can find Somebody who's going to stick with it and stay with it and stick it out and keep on going and endure to the end. So the devil knows that if you're going to be faithful, you're going places. So what happens, the closer you and I get to our destination, the more he has to act up. Oh, did y'all catch what I just said? The closer you get to your destination, the more the devil has to act up. 
the more he has to shine, the more he has to show up, the more, the more barriers he has to throw, the more roadblocks he has to put, the more dust he has to kick up because he knows if you make it to that place God calls you to be, you're going to be a threat to him. You're going to snatch all the stuff he's been holding that's, that's yours. And you're going to go back and snatch somebody else out of their muck and out of their mire and out of their clay. So he has to kick the dust up in your life. Bring storms to deter you from your journey. Revelation 12. Glory to God. And verse 12 says the devil... He comes with great wrath because he knows he has but a short time. Did you catch what I just said? The devil comes to you with great wrath because he knows he only has a short time. Did you catch that? So he knows when you're close. Now, if you want to talk about this in the universal aspect, he knows that we're close. He knows that the coming of Jesus is very close. He knows that his days are numbered. He knows his days are short. He knows his time is short. So not only is he attacking people individually, the Bible says these sufferings are, are happening to all your brethren throughout the world. So he's, he's trying to kick the dust up and bring storms to get the entire body of Christ to turn away from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's, he comes with great wrath because he has a short time. But if you were to go back, just go back one verse from this. We'll tell you how we're going to keep whipping him. Go back one verse, verse, verse 11, Revelation 12 and verse 11, because it's pretty powerful. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved, did not love their lives to the death. That means they weren't trying to preserve their own lives. That's what the devil's been trying to do. He's been trying to get us to preserve and secure our own lives. Rather than let God preserve our lives. So people are more focused on protecting their, I got to protect my life, protect my health, than doing the business of the kingdom. Which gives the devil license now to work in their lives. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I've, I've heard of more people uh, through this whole COVID pandemic, uh, pastors and bishops who have died. Bishops, pastors have died and having no church, haven't had church since March. Yet they're still dying because they are trying to protect their own lives. They love their own lives. You can't say that. Yes, I can. That's what the Bible said. They loved their own lives and came off the battlefield. No, they were doing it from Zoom. You can't do it from Zoom. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't, you can't do it. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. I, I'm, I'm going to just tell you, you just, you just can't do it. The devil has been overcome. I said he has been overcome. And he's deathly afraid of what overcomers can do. How many overcomers do I have? So he's afraid of what you can do. 
So his goal is to stir up mess to keep you from getting where you're going. Because he knows if you get where you're going, you're going to be trouble for his kingdom. In the fourth chapter of Mark, we see Jesus, he spent some time with his disciples, the multitude, teaching and preaching. Been preaching on the kingdom of God, the word of the kingdom, been preaching on, if you look through back through Mark 4, preaching on sowing and reaping. He's been preaching on faith. And the Bible says that he gets his disciples or the apostles, the 12, they get by themselves and he begins to give them some private instruction, some, some, some close-up, some more insight into the kingdom of God. In fact, in, in, in Mark 4, verse 11, a very powerful verse, I love this. When I, when I got a hold of this a few years back, it revolutionized my life. In fact, it's an identical verse to, to Matthew 4, verse 13. Or, or Matthew 13, verse 11, rather. But look here in, in Mark 4, verse 11, where Jesus says, and he said to them, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Y'all catch that? Yes. To you, those who are close, the Bible says God's secrets are revealed to those who fear him. So to you who are close, it has been given to know or to understand the mystery of the kingdom of God. So how many understand then based on this verse that the kingdom of God is a mystery? That you are not born understanding the kingdom of God. You are not even born again understanding the kingdom of God. You have to have your mind renewed to a whole different system. It's a whole different realm. The kingdom of God is a whole different way of thinking. Has anybody learned that so far? That the kingdom of God is a whole different way of operating. And what most Christians get stuck in, they get stuck in that carnal state. You know, when everybody's born, born into this world, you're born a natural person. Natural man. First Corinthians chapter 2. A natural man. But you're trying to get from a natural man to become a spiritual man. But between natural man and spiritual man, that's something the Bible calls a carnal man. Carnal man is the person who he or she is born again. They're not natural, but they've not yet renewed their minds of the kingdom. So they're not spiritual. And the Bible says that only spiritual people discern the things of the spirit. So the devil would like to keep us, if, if, if he slips up and lets you get born again. He'd like to keep you trapped at the carnal stage because oh god at the carnal stage you are no more of a threat to him than the natural man the natural man doesn't receive the things of the spirit the bible says they are spiritually discerned so the natural man doesn't receive them nor does the carnal man he doesn't mind you going to church he doesn't mind you singing in the choir. He doesn't mind you playing the drums and playing the keyboard. He doesn't mind you being an usher on board number one. He doesn't mind you leading the children's church. He doesn't mind you doing that. That's as long as you never renew your mind to the kingdom of God. 
Because once you begin to understand the mystery of the kingdom of God, you begin to understand then that you have a power and authority over him. Put Psalm 103 verse 19 on the screen, please. Psalm 103 verse 19. Because Jesus is teaching these things to the apostles. And the Bible says, the Lord has established his throne in heaven, and watch this, and his kingdom rules over all. Everybody say over all. So his kingdom rules over all. All includes everything in heaven. It includes everything on the earth. It includes everything under the earth. It includes principalities. It includes powers. It includes rulers of the darkness of this age. It includes spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And the devil does not want you and me to know that. He wants you and me to think that we are as susceptible to his attacks as the world is. Y'all didn't catch that. He wants you and me to think that we don't have any more power over him than the world does. That he has the ability like I've heard people talk about in church my whole life to come into your room at nighttime and pick and put, put your name on a board and pick you out and, and pluck you out and kill you. He doesn't have that authority. He doesn't have that license unless you give it to him. And if you don't ever understand the mystery of the kingdom of God, you will keep giving him that authority. You will keep giving him that license and he'll be able to run all over your life without any, any regard. No resistance at all. So Jesus spent time teaching the disciples, his apostles, the mystery of the kingdom. Somebody say the mystery of the kingdom. The kingdom is a mystery. That's why we got to make sure we spend time praying in tongues. Because the Bible says he that speaketh in tongues speaks mysteries. That's how you begin to get a revelation of the kingdom of God. Oh, I love it. Because I, I, I pray in tongues as often as I can, as much as possible. And, and there, there'll be times I'm simply walking around minding my own business. I'm not praying in tongues at the, at the time. And all of a sudden, light comes. All of a sudden, I know something I didn't know. All of a sudden, the scriptures start making more sense to me. Wow. Wow, I understand that now. For example, I was walking. Uh, we were, this was uh, yesterday. Yesterday, I'm walking. And all of a sudden, the scripture comes to me in Luke 5, where Jesus told Peter to uh, cast your nets out there. Launch out to the deep. Y'all remember that story? Let down your nets for a draw. And Peter replied and said, Master, we have toiled all night. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Y'all know that scripture? Nevertheless, at thy, at thy word, I will let down the net. And I've been thinking my whole life and even in ministry, he was, he was really giving Jesus some, some, some feedback, some pushback on that. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit dropped to me. He wasn't pushing back. Peter had seen miracles already from Jesus. So what he said was, we've told all, Master, we've told all night, nevertheless, at your word. 
In other words, even though we have struggled all night, because you said so, I, I, I can prove it. I, I, I'll, I'll prove it a little Sunday because Sunday I'm going to preach a message, I, I think, if the Lord lets me, called The Beginning of Miracles. And, and, and the beginning of miracles we find in John 2. Yes. Says in verse 11, this beginning of miracles Jesus did in Cain of Galilee and his disciples believed in him. That was the, so the beginning of the miracle was turning water to wine. So by the time they're on the ship, this has already happened. So Peter's already seen. So Peter in his mind saying, yeah, we told all night long, but because I remember what you did at that, at that wedding feast. So at your word, my point to you is when you pray in tongues, you begin to get an understanding, a better revelation of the kingdom of God, how the kingdom operates. I wish I had some more amens. Do I have any tongue prayers in here? That when you pray in tongues, you begin to get revelation from God. To understand that you have authority over the devil. And when you get that, he stops whooping you. He tries, but he can't. He comes against you, but he doesn't prosper. And when you know that, you sleep at night. When you know that, you rest during the day. You're not, in, not troubled by anything. You, I mean, it doesn't matter what the devil brings in, in, into, the, into the world. You're not moved. Glory to God. People, people this year act like coronavirus was cancer. I remember growing up, the big C was cancer. That was the big C. Oh, God, they got the big C. Now people act like when they got coronavirus, like that was the end of the world. No, it's not the end of the world. You know how I know it's all fake? Just ask this question. Where's the flu gone? Where did the flu go? <laughs> My point in all that is that no matter what is the big C or the big D or the big T or the big whatever, if you understand the kingdom, you have no fear. That even if like some of y'all got hit with it, you didn't say, well, I guess I'm going to die. Let me get all, call my family in. I'm just, you didn't do that. Say, praise God, I'm, I'm coming out of this thing here. All right, now, in Mark 4, he teaches so many things. Jesus does. And at the close of his teaching, they set on a mission to a region called the Gadarenes. Now, if you look in chapter 5, Gadarenes was under siege. They were being held hostage, being tormented by principalities and powers. The Bible said in chapter 5, verse 3, this man had his dwelling among the tombs. Among the tombs. That means people who were, would visit loved ones. Graveside. He was there. It meant they couldn't bury their loved ones. I just want you to see the whole scenario here. 
They, they couldn't go have the graveside service. Those who are already deceased, they couldn't go and visit grave sites. This man was in the tombs. Hallelujah. And it says, he, verse 3, had his dwelling on the tombs and no one could bind him. Not even with chains, verse 4, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. Verse 5, watch this, and always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stones. So notice this man is being tormented, he's being tortured, and along with him, all the people of that region, because when he's in the mountains, can you imagine the, the shriek and the, anybody ever been in a service where you've seen somebody manifest a demon? Yes, sir. Just none of y'all? Have you ever seen demons? I, I grew up Pentecostal, so I know. I, I've seen demons manifested. It was just like commonplace. I don't know why the demons always show up to Pentecostal church. You know they're going to kick you out. That was stupid demons. Don't manifest, manifest at a Presbyterian church. Don't manifest at a Pentecostal church. We, you know we're going to kick you out. Not the person, the demon. Waiting on you to show up. Everybody already in Pentecostal church, you're already on alert anyway. So let somebody holler one time. Out, wait. I mean, just cry out one time. Right? That's just how it is. But these people, these people didn't know that. So here he is. There, he's in the mountains. And I want you to understand if you've ever been in the mountains, you, the, the echo, how his voice reverberates off those mountains. So when he's shrieking and crying out all day and all night, the people in that region are getting no rest. There's no peace to anybody in that region. He's paralyzed. The devil has paralyzed the whole region through one man. Through one man. Notice in verse 3 and 4, says this man, no one could bind him. Not even with chains. Everybody say chains. No one could bind him, not even with chains. Notice men with natural means. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Why? Because this was not a man on his own. This was a man possessed by a power greater than those chains. And what happens is when men try natural means to deal with a supernatural problem, they'll never be successful. Even if it seems like a temporary success, there's always going to be a breakout and a, break, a breaking of those things because there's no power, natural power, or natural means on this earth that can stop the power of the supernatural realm, whether it's of God or whether it's of the enemy. So this man who his whole existence, he's being bound on the outside, tortured and tormented on the inside. He's struggling. 
and the whole region is struggling along with them. I'm sure city council, they've passed ordinances. I'm sure the governor of the region, they've passed laws and they've set up security and they've put up fencing and gating and guards trying to protect, but they can't. There's nothing they can do. I've seen people and dealt with people who've had demonic manifestation. I mean, there's a strength. I've seen demons give little boys strength to, to break out of the hold of several grown men. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, what I want you to see this here is that this is what's happening in this scripture. But even more so, this is what's happening in our world. That with the, the problems the devil brings, he gets men, people, to use natural means to try to fix it. But the devil, the Bible says, Satan will not cast out Satan. If Satan's kingdom be divided, then he can't stand. So he gives men the idea, natural ideas, how to deal with a supernatural problem. And what happens, the problems get worse, and they get worse, and they get worse. Hallelujah. And what I want you to see is that this man and this region needed a miracle. Somebody shout a miracle. All their natural means had failed. And when natural means fail, it tells us you need a miracle. Y'all missing what I'm saying to you. When natural systems keep falling, it tells us we need a miracle. When you've tried, we used to say it back in the day, when you tried everything and everything has failed, try Jesus. Now we had it backwards because what we should have done was try Jesus first. But we didn't have enough sense to try him first. We try everything else. Let everything else fail first, and then we try Jesus. And what's happening in this world is they get people to try everything else. Try, try, try prescription, try, try drugs, try, try incarceration, try rehabilitation, try, try some, you know, <laughs> try psychotherapy, try. Y'all, y'all got what I'm saying? And when none of that works, it's telling you you need a miracle. Well, I'm here to announce 2021 will be the year of miracles. I said 2020 and 2021 will be a year of miracles in our lives for us and through us. Hallelujah. Because what we see is the wisdom of men has failed. The systems of this world, they are failing all around us. And the only hope is the miracle-working power of God. Are y'all hearing this here? Now, look back in chapter 5 of Mark 4, of, of chapter 5 of Mark, because we see not only is this man in trouble, but the region is in trouble. And Jesus understands systems. Remember, he's taught them on the mystery of the kingdom. He understands that in kingdoms, there's orders, there's rankings, there's every kingdom has king, has a king, has princes, that there are principalities that operate 
over municipalities. So this region was being controlled not by the man, but by a principality. He understand, let me just show you this in scripture here. Mark 3, verse 27. This is the two chapters ahead of where we are. Notice Jesus teaching here, he says this. He says, no one can enter a strong man's house or a strong man's domain, a strong man's dominion and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. And then he will plunder his house. So he understands that to go in and deal with a region, I've got to go and deal with the strong man of that region. To change an area, I've got to deal with the strong man of that area. What we're seeing in our society are the symptoms. But Congress and city council and law enforcement don't have the ability to deal with the strong man. Only you and I have the ability to deal with the strong man. And unless you first bind the strong man, you can't plunder his house. Man, 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 man. So what the devil has to do is to, is to, try, to try to distract and deter the people who have the ability to deal with the strong man. He'll prop up those who only deal with the symptoms and give them more stupid ideas and inventions. But those who have the anointing and the authority to deal with the strong man, he has to try to push us out of the scene. Good God Almighty. Somebody say the strong man. We saw this in Daniel chapter 10 verse 13. I'm almost done, y'all. In Daniel 10 verse 13, remember Daniel was fasting 21 days. Not by choice, but by force. He didn't set up to fast 21 days. He was stuck 21 days because he had prayed and asked God for an answer. And God sent the answer the first day. The first day he prayed, God sent an answer. But that answer had gotten held up in the heavenly realm by principalities. So here comes this, uh, 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 Daniel sees this vision, this man who comes and brings the answer. We know he's one of the messenger angels. And notice what he says. He says, the prince of the kingdom of Persia. This is where, this is where, where Daniel was. Daniel was, a, was a, a bound. They were in captivity in Persia. So he says, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. He's not talking about a man. He's talking about the demonic realm. I wish I was talking to a church. He's talking about in the demonic realm, the prince of the kingdom of Persia. So there's a kingdom that's, that you and I can't see. What's going on in St. Petersburg? There's a kingdom that you and I can't see that if we don't deal with it from the unseen perspective, then what we'll keep seeing in the seen realm is murder and looting and rape and falling out and neglect and abandonment and poverty and lack and religion and perversion because if we never deal with a strong man in the realm where he really working, then we can't stop him. You can defund the police, refund the police. You can add the police. You can take it. It doesn't matter what you do. You can't stop that because it's a spirit. It's a spiritual problem. It's a spiritual issue. Do I have any help in here tonight? 
What's plaguing your family is not a natural thing. It's a spiritual issue. What's bothering you and your health? It's a spiritual issue. Your finances. There's a spiritual principality trying to keep you and me poor. The prince of the kingdom of Persia, it says, withstood me 21 days. That means God sent the answer on day one. That means God sent your answer on day one. If you call unto me, I will answer you. Matter of fact, he's another place. Before you call, I will answer. Before you call, before you call, before you call, I will answer you. So he's already sending your solution. That's why you and I gotta, gotta fast and pray to lead to, 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 to command the unseen realm. We're crying in the seen realm. No, stop crying in the seen realm, baby. Start commanding in the unseen realm. Wipe your eyes, dry your eyes, brush your, whatever you gotta do. Get up and start commanding in the unseen realm. Because that's where the holdup is. Oh, help me out. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, that, that's where the holdup is. That's what's holding up your breakthrough. That's what's holding up your manifestation. That's what's holding up your miracle. That's what's holding up your child from coming home. That's what's holding up the turnaround of your life. It's a, it's a hold up in the unseen realm. I'm preaching better than y'all letting on. He said, and behold, now watch this. And behold, Michael... One of the chief princes. Now Michael is an archangel. He's one of God's master angels. He says, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Fight in this other system. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. So this angel is saying, I was caught. I was by myself bringing this message. And I ran into a wall of opposition. The kings of Persia who have, who had authority over this region. And since you're in this region temporarily, Daniel, I had to get through them to get to you. Y'all got to catch this. The Bible says Satan is the prince of the power of the air, which means he has authority in this region, in this realm, and God has to get things through him to get to us. But when you know your authority, you can command and command and decree and declare and get a breakthrough in that heavenly realm to get things through to you that belong to you. Y'all sit down. Oh, Jesus. Y'all got a few more minutes. Well, I'm excited about this coming here. Now, I want you to see what's happening here. Back in Mark 5, Satan is terrorizing this region. He's terrorizing them. He, he's torturing and tormenting. He's terrorizing this whole region. At the same time, he's tracking Jesus. They're going to catch that. At the same time, he's tracking Jesus and his apostles. 
You catch what I said? He's terrorizing the region, but he's tracking Jesus. Because he knows if Jesus and his apostles, with their anointing and their authority, get to this region, my time is up. So while he's causing trouble in this region, he's got his eyes on Jesus. Trying to see where he is. What is he doing? While he's having fun over here. Messing up a whole region of people. He's looking over his back. Y'all got to catch this. While the devil is tormenting the world, he's tracking you. That didn't go over too well. While the devil is tormenting St. Petersburg, tormenting America, tormenting the earth, he's tracking you. Because he knows that the moment a blood-bought, blood-filled, blood-washed, anointed, Holy Ghost-filled, authoritative believer shows up who knows who they are, his time is up. So what he must do is keep you away from there. Y'all missed it. He must keep you away from there. Because if you ever get there, you are going to change there. He doesn't, he doesn't mind you being where you are. He doesn't mind you being in church. He doesn't mind you uh, doing, going to work. But he, he doesn't want you to have an influence. This is the agenda that we have been seeing played out this year. And people can deny it and pretend like it's not true that this was not an attack against the church this year. The devil is a liar. It's all about the church. It's all about the church. And I don't just mean the building. It's all about the church, the true church, the true ecclesia, the true called out Holy Ghost filled ones. It is to get you, first of all, out of the building. Why do you get out of the building? Because when you get in the building, you get built up. You get strengthened. You find out who you are. It's like coming to a giant pep rally and finding out we're about to go out there and whoop some devil butt this Wednesday, this Friday, this Saturday. We're going to get in here and get stirred up and go out there and whip some devil butt. And he don't want you to get in here and get stirred up and then wreak havoc on his kingdom. He's having fun abusing people. He's having fun destroying people's lives. So he got to get us out of the church. But more than just getting us out of the church, he has to create such a, an environment to get us out of society. It's to get us out of society. It's to get it to where you church folk, uh, you have to now get your own restaurants. Y'all don't want to hear that. You have to, you have to get your own schools. You have to get your own hotels because we, we, we need you out of society. So I can keep tormenting them till I take them to hell where I am. Oh, you don't think it's true? You don't think it's true? 
the devil hates you. You think he likes you? You think he's playing? No, he hates you. And he must do whatever he can to separate you from society. Because he knows that if you know who you are and you show up in Gadara, Look at this. Sit down now. Look, sit down. Let me, let me finish this here. He's tracking him. The devil's tracking you. He's tracking you. He's tracking you. He's tracking you. He's tracking. We, I mean, we're, I'm saying that, but as I'm saying, I'm thinking about what they're trying to do now to everybody is to start to track people. You think is that social distancing? No, it's spiritual distancing. It's, it's, to, it's to separate you from coming into contact and agreement with somebody. To keep two or three from gathering together in the name of Jesus Christ. It's, it's spiritual. It's spiritual. It's, it's spiritual. It's spiritual. Because he knows what happens when you and I get together. Now, in Mark 4, let me deal with this and get out of here. The devil's fine letting Jesus have his little faith meeting. Let Jesus have his little faith conference. But don't, don't bring that over here. Because I'm running this over here. I already got these people over here in Gadara so fearful, so tormented, they can't function. Now notice in Mark 4, verse 35, Mark 4, 35. says, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. So notice we got a word here, let us cross over to the other side. Now, verse 36, somebody say, I got a word. So this is those promises, right? Okay. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were, with, were also with him. So you have Jesus Christ in the boat with the disciples, with the apostles, and then you have the other little boats that were also with him. Now notice it says, verse 30, 37, and a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. Now it's, it's, it's a dangerous doctrine that people teach that God takes you through storms to test you. It's a dangerous, erroneous doctrine because God's not the author of these storms. God's the one has these guys on the way over to Gadara. So why would he all of a sudden try to cause a storm and cause trouble and cause chaos in their lives? To keep them from getting to there? No, that's not God. But somebody is tracking them. The devil got a bulletin. Can you imagine one of those little imps? Hey, boss. Hey, boss. Hey, boss. Hey boss, I think, I think he's coming. 
I think it's coming. <laughs> right? All of a sudden, now the devil has to go stir up something. Remember, he's the prince of the power of the air. So he's able to stir up things in the atmosphere. That's what air means, the atmosphere. To stir up something in the atmosphere to get the wind and the waves to beat against them. Notice it says here, a great windstorm arose, and the, the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. It's filling. Now what happens, any of y'all been on a boat, what happens when a boat starts to fill? It starts to sink. Verse 38, but he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. <laughs> Glory to God. He's quiet. They're going through a mess. They're in a storm, and he's asleep. Seems like he don't, he don't even care. Matter of fact, they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Now, those of you who know the story know he gets up and rebukes them for their lack of faith because he had spent all this time Teaching them faith. Teaching them the mystery of the kingdom. That you're in a kingdom that rules over all. The kingdom you're in is superior to any other kingdom. So when the other kingdom brings opposition against you, you rise up in the authority and dominion that's in your kingdom and take rulership over the other kingdom. But how many of y'all know it's one thing to be in a faith class? A whole other thing. Hallelujah. Because there's a proving ground. Somebody say there's a proving ground. Everybody has faith until they don't. Everybody has faith until they don't. <laughs> y'all don't like that. I said everybody has faith until they don't. I'm not talking about y'all, I'm talking about people at home. Everybody has faith until they don't. See, there, there's, 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 there's faith talkers and there's faith walkers. Everybody has faith. People talk about faith in church all the time. You come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He never failed me till 2020. Oh, 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 I'm turning around. Huh? See, you can talk faith until you have to use it. Then we find out what you really have or what you don't have. The Bible says faith, if it doesn't have works, is dead. And what 2020 did was separate faith talkers from faith walkers. 
I got one hand clap on that. 2020 separated faith talkers from faith walkers. The Bible didn't say the just shall, shall talk by faith. It says the just that we live by faith. It didn't say we talk by faith and not by sight. It said we walk by faith and not by sight. So a lot of people I've heard over the years, great preachers, great men of God. I mean, in fact, in fact you notice how the story goes that when this storm came on that water, that the Bible said that the waves begin to fill up that ship. Now, remember the Bible said there were other little ships with it. Not all other little ships in the same storm. But it didn't say, it didn't say anything because the devil wasn't after them. The other ships were just watchers going alongside. But the leadership. That's why it just grieved me day after day and week after week and month after month to see leaders in the body of Christ who just, just stop, just quit. We ain't quitting, we zooming. You quit. You quit. You quit. You quit. See, faith that's taught only produces revelation. But faith that's tested. Put James 1 Put James 1 right around verse 2 wow, wow. on the screen for me. James 1, let's start it around verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy. Oh, y'all didn't say that. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. You're going to fall into various trials. We have been through a trial in 2020. Look at verse 3. Keep going. Keep going. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So faith that's taught just brings revelation. I might know something. But faith that's tested produces patience. I think King James might use the word perseverance. One of those translators might use the word perseverance. It produces perseverance. It produces an ability to keep going. It produces an ability to stay with it. It produces an ability just, just to keep on going when the devil is hitting you all upside your head. When you it is tested, I'm just keep I'm just gonna keep on going. And what the devil has been able to do is separate the men from the boys. Women from the girls. Walkers from the talkers. By bringing a little storm. Now, what happens is, he, had, he, he does that. He's after everybody. But if he can get the leadership to sink, and other ships turn around and go back. Because I don't know if you know, but in, this, in chapter 5, we never heard anything about the other ships. Y'all didn't hear what I said. I'm not sure if y'all ever looked in chapter 5, but it never mentioned the other ships. Which meant the other ships saw what was happening and now left to the apostles, they would have sunk. They had been in faith class. 
But now they're in the proving ground. You find out they didn't have anything. Y'all still with me? <laughs> so what happened? They get over here, and Jesus upbraids them for their lack of faith. Chapter five, chapter four, rather, verse thirty-nine. Then he arose. Remember, he knows the kingdom mysteries. Then he arose and rebuked the wind. Notice he didn't say he arose and said, paddle harder. <laughs> Get them buckets. No, notice he never said that. See, because he didn't go to a natural means. Y'all got to see this. He's not thinking naturally. You don't think these guys are already bailing buckets? Before they woke him up, they already kind of trying to empty this boat out so they don't sink. They're trying everything, and they finally conclude we're perishing, we're dying. And you don't even care. But yet, as soon as he gets up, he rebuked the wind, this is supernatural, and said to the sea, peace, be still. And what happened? And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. So then he dealt with them about their faith. Now back to chapter 5. I don't have to read this. You know the story by now in chapter 5, right? Yes. Chapter 5, he arrives there in Gadara and he rebukes the demon. Yes. Right. Asking, what's your name? Legion. Legion. It takes a legion to control this whole region here, right? So he deals with legion, this, this, this master, this strong man of, of a demon. And when he gets rid of him, now the region is, is brought to a calm. So the storm in chapter 4 was the storm before the calm in chapter 5. We've been used to looking for the calm before the storm. No, there's a storm before the calm. Y'all missed it. You missed it. When a storm comes, look for the calm. Expect something miraculous is going to happen to bring you out of it. But when you come out of it, you're going to land at a place of assignment. Because when he arrives now in chapter 5, now because they have, they have endured, Jesus Christ has taken authority, they have now arrived on the other side of the lake. They made it. Now they're in a position to bring miracles, to now administer his power and deliver a whole region. My point to you, ladies and gentlemen, tonight is this. 2020 was designed to kill you. It was designed to make you quit. Not by God, but by the enemy. But God held on to you through 2020 because he knew 2021 would be your year of miracles. And he's going to use you to minister miracles all around you and bring miracles in your own life. And the devil knew what was going to happen in 2021. So he had to bring a storm to try to get you off. When we arrive at chapter 5, first thing we see, a man delivered and a region delivered. But the miracles don't stop there. Now he's, he gets back and he's walking now with Jairus. Jairus whose daughter is sick and needs a miracle. If Jesus had let the storm kill them, 
Jairus' daughter would have never been raised. But they went through the storm and he was able to minister to Jairus' daughter. Not only that, there was a woman with an issue of blood. Same chapter. Same chapter. I want y'all to see this here. Same chapter. This woman who had been bleeding 12 long years and the Bible says she had tried every doctor. She had spent all her money. She had done all the natural things and because the natural things wouldn't fix it, she was in need of a miracle. And because Jesus Christ survived and they survived the storm, a miracle came to her life because he still stood. The devil knew that if you didn't make it through 2020, somebody in your family Somebody in your neighborhood, somebody on your job who needs a miracle wouldn't see their miracle. Y'all not missing. You are the only hope for some people in your life. And the devil's intent was to get you so battered by the storm in 2020 that you quit. But somebody just shot me one time, I'm still here. Just tell somebody else, I'm still here. I've been through the storm and the rain, but I made it. I've been through some heartache and some pain, but I made it. I've been through some ups and some downs, but I made it. I'm still here. I'm still alive. I'm still going. I'm still praising. I'm still serving. I'm still shouting. I'm still dancing. I'm still singing. I'm still believing. I'm still using my faith. I'm still using my faith. I'm still using my confession. I'm still full of power. I'm still full of anointing. I'm still full of authority. And when I get to where God wants me to be, God's going to use me to work mighty miracles. To bring deliverance to a region. To bring deliverance. To be a blessing. Some of y'all may not get excited about that, about somebody else's miracle, but, but I tell you what, God's not going to give everybody else miracles and forget your miracle. Did you hear what I said? He's not going to give everybody else miracles and forget all about your miracle. So whatever you need God to do, he's going to give you a miracle this year. God told me 2021 is going to be the year of miracles. That means there have been some things that you've been trying to fix, trying to work out, trying to straighten out, and you couldn't do it. Stop trying. It's going to be the power of the Almighty God that's going to bring you out, that's going to heal your body, that's going to turn it around, that's going to fix your marriage, fix your family, bring your children back home. It's going to be a miracle. Hallelujah. Sit on your feet, I'm done. Somebody say 2021. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty would have had you stuck. Twenty. Twenty. But twenty twenty one means you continue. Did you catch that? You know how to count 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. 2021 means I'm still here and I'm still going. I, get, I didn't get stuck in 2020. 2020 just, I'm stuck. Now, y'all might, I hear what you're saying. But how many of y'all felt like that in 2020? Come on, t- truth be told, truth be told. Some of y'all felt like, man, I just feel stuck. 
I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, I'm admit as a pastor, there are times I felt like this oppression trying to come on me to stop me. And I had to really praise my way and pray my way and fast my way through all 2020 to make sure I didn't lose my mind, I didn't lose my grip, I didn't lose my hope, lose my joy. And in just a couple hours, it's going to be 2021. say I made it you made it to the other side how, how many of y'all been through something this year I mean you really I mean you really had some opposition from the enemy this year but you made it you made it the Lord was in your boat tell you that the Lord was in your boat well, he wasn't saying nothing. He was in your boat. I couldn't hear his voice. He was in your boat. Here's reality. If he never said anything else, he already said, let's pass over to the other, other side. That was word enough. Once he said that, it was done. So God... God has a master plan for you, for your life, and all those around you that he's going to use you to turn some things around. I don't know what your Gadara is, but God's going to use you to turn Gadara around. I don't know who the maniac is that's being tormented in Gadara for you. But God, I use you to turn their lives around. The devil would like nothing more than to shut us down. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I can articulate this to you enough. Pastor Kim knows it. We, we dealt with it so much, so much this year. How much we had to pray ourselves through this year. Because we were under so much attack and so much pressure from the enemy this year. Because we're, we're trying to carry this whole church. I'm talking about all the threatenings that were out there and the what ifs. You don't love your people. We don't love your, our people. Are you crazy? The only reason why we're here is because we love you. Putting people in danger. So we heard those things, Shantae, and we, we're fighting it off, but you just, you're just like, oh, man. Lord, we just, every night, just, just cover, Lord, cover the people, just protect them, watch over them. Thank you, Lord. Those who will be traveling, just keep them, Lord, on those planes and, you know, visiting people. Just, Lord, just put up a shield around them. Don't let viruses get on them and all that. There was just so much. The devil would like nothing more than to blast us all over Tampa Bay times. 
we had to literally labor every day. Confess every day. No, our people are strong and healthy. Every time we open the doors, remember in the early days, just having that little nervous thing in my stomach for, all right, when the police are going to show up today. Just, I'm just every, just every time. Because these are the threatenings that we were hearing. They're going to come in. Remember, matter of fact, one day we were in here and this guy from the city does come in. Right in the back, no, like, he's like, oh, yeah, we, we got a report. Somebody called the city on us. We got a report about people being here with no masks. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was here by myself. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> what do what you want to do? What do you want to do? Well, just be careful. Nope. I'll take care of anything. I cast all my cares on him. He cares for us. See, and I, I, know, I know the devil will have like nothing more than to absolutely wash us out. Because I can't speak for every church in St. Pete. But I know this one. I know you. And I know I, I got a bunch of anointed and Holy Ghost filled, baptized believers, people full of faith, who know who they are and ready to be used by God. Remember the Lord had us preach in you, for you, and through you? See, God's going to use you in, a, in such a way I'm, I'm going to teach on, on miracles at the beginning of this year. And some of those miracles, they're going to be for you. I'm going to teach on some of those that's for you. <laughs> he's showing me some things that he's going to do for you this year. Why? Because you didn't quit. You didn't quit. You didn't quit. Now listen to me. 2021... Apostle Durber declared already that 2021 is going to be a year of judgment. And whenever we, we make these declarations of a year, we're just talking about how it begins. In other words, miracles won't stop in 2022. But we're going to see in this year up, up, an uptick um, of marvelous miracles that God will do. I, I didn't I deal with the Sunday. And, but in John 2, 11, again, when it says that he performed this beginning of miracles and his disciples believed in him, what God showed me was that first of all, these miracles are going to evangelize the church. Did y'all hear what I just said? That sounds crazy, doesn't it? These miracles are going to first start evangelizing the church because we need the church to believe. Too much of the church has put their faith in the wisdom of men and no longer in the power of God. You see? I grew up in church and we always heard about miracles. We saw miracles. But what happened in the church universally? I don't need no miracles. I can get this prescription. I can do this over here. I can do whatever. No, we're going to need some miracles. I wouldn't be surprised because if this vaccine that goes out that causes, 
Let me just throw this in. I'm not telling people whether or not to take the vaccine. I'm not telling you that. I'm not giving you any kind of instruction on the vaccine. I'm just telling you that whatever drawbacks that there may be from it, or them, because there are several vaccines out there. But what happens when the vaccine doesn't work? People need some miracles. What happens when the, when the, when the, when the vaccine causes problems? People are going to need some miracles. Are you following what I'm saying to you? So God's kept you because he's got a plan for your life this year. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you tonight for the word. Thank you for your plan. Thank you for your keeping power. Thank you that, Father, you have sustained us and brought us through 2020. It's been a year of... Lord, it's been some kind of year. And what we can say is that in the midst of it all, you have been so good. You have been so good. You have been so good. You've kept us. You've blessed us. Some people got saved this year. Some people got filled with the Holy Ghost this year. Some people got out of debt this year. Somebody got a new job this year. Somebody got promotion and increase this year, God. In the midst of all the things going on, you have done, Lord, marvelous things for us. And we are glad about it. We're glad, we're glad, we're glad. God, thank you for being so faithful, so true and so good to us. I pray, Father, that, Lord, each and every one of us really understands the mystery of the kingdom of God. That that kingdom rules over all. And that Lord, you send us out with power. God, that's what happened. Lord, those, those same disciples, those same apostles who made it through that storm with you, who watched you perform three masterful miracles in, in chapter five. Lord, in chapter six, you sent them out to work miracles. So thank you, Father, that we'll not just be those who talk about the miracles Jesus does, but Lord, we'll be those who also go out and work miracles ourselves. For you've given us that authority and that power. And I pray, Father, tonight that each person will really celebrate the fact that you brought us through 2020 and look forward with great anticipation to what's in store in 2021, the year of miracles. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor tonight, we pray. In Jesus' name, shout amen. amen. Come on, put those hands together and give God a praise tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah.